Yo, what's good? It's your boy, the franchise, and I'm here with my tag team partners, my brothers, Flawless, Joey V, and my boy K Breezy, aka Two Cold Kimbro. And we present to you the Generational Wrestling Podcast. It's about to go down. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome yeah, to right. another episode of the Generation Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold, the franchise better known as the showstopper. And with me, as always, I got my tag team partners, my good brothers, my family, my familia, me and the manos. First up, we got the human encyclopedia wrestling, the flawless phenomenon. Joe knows everything. Flawless Joey V, how you doing? Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. <laughs> Next up, as always, across the way, we got the Karma Cody, light skinned Teddy Pendergrass, aka Mr. One, Two, Three, pin that ass down, K Breezy, better known as Two Cold Kimbro. How you doing? Man, I'm good because <clears throat> I'm good because um, we got a night of great entertainment, great wrestling. No, there will be no ranting. This episode won't be about what we don't like. This is just going to be about. A better night of wrestling. Well, well before we get into what That's made all. this night of wrestling so great, flawless, do the honors with the Raiders, would you please? All right. Man. All right, I'm going to say NXT first. Okay. NXT right. did... Uh, uh, hold on. <coughs> uh, hold on. Uh, I forget. Damn. Damn, how come where I'm at? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, hold on. Uh, okay, uh, TNT, uh, I mean, NXT, 712,000. Wait, wait, what? 712,000. What? Wow. That's down from 790,000 from last week. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Want to make sure I heard this correctly? Yes. Yeah. You, you are you sure, man? Seven thousand. That that's that's all that watched NXT. Oh, seven hundred twelve thousand. I thought you said seven. Like, wait a minute, what? Okay, seven hundred twelve thousand. That's not too bad. That's 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 fairly decent in the range that they've million. been in. What was uh AEW? Down from one point one. Mm. But I don't understand this. Like. Mm. They're wrong SmackDown and wrong SmackDown getting better reviews. I mean, ratings. But you know what? I, I think what that also has to deal with is with Raw SmackDown, you still got the hardcore fans, but then you got a lot of the casual people too that's been, mm-hmm. you know, SmackDown and Raw, they got 20 years you know, on NXT. You know, with NXT and um, AEW, it's a lot more of the Hardcore people, but you know the casual fans probably not watching it as much. Yeah, they're they're both they since AEW debuted, they've been going down and not up, and NXT has been going down drastically. So, but don't forget, we are also in the midst of you know I'm saying baseball, you know coming to an end, NBA starting up, they got football. So, I don't know. Yeah. Well, if it was a football game, 
I would I would go with that. Like if it was like Raw going up against Monday Night Football, I would see that. But this is um this is Wednesday. I mean, you got a lot of primetime TV that a lot of folks watch. If they're not watching sports, they're watching Law and Order. Or yeah, whatever, they did have anymore, a preseason so. NBA game on ESPN last night that a lot of fans watched. So. Mm. <clears throat> well, um, as long as they stay within the million range, but again, you have to understand that, like you said, AEW is fresh. A lot of the people that they're right. displaying, folks don't know. It's gonna it's gonna take them a little while to uh to get folks to 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 want to watch them a little bit more. I mean, what they're doing is great. Like, display your talent, show what you have, so folks will be more interested. Um, I'm just hoping they won't go away from that, trying to be. Do, try to do something drastic to uh, bring fans I don't think in. They, I don't think they will. I mean, they know their fan base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I believe, you know, they're all comfortable with. Like, I think, I, I believe Khan is comfortable <clears throat> with, um, you know, AEW is and, and what is taking off because it's, it's right. not like it's not getting traction. It is. So, and it's and it's very early on. If this is two, three years in, and it's still only a million, then yeah, I, I would see a problem. But right now, I mean, we barely we barely have broken a month. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I'll say by like if say like January, February, they're not going up, then I'd be a little worried. But you know, all right, well, let's dive right into it. I think uh, what you guys want to start with uh, <laughs> AEW first. Uh. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, it don't matter. What, what, what you feeling, Joe? I watched some of the highlights from NXT, but I only saw like the last 10 minutes of the whole show with Dunn and Priest. So that's where I'm at. So I could throw my two cents in, but it'll be more of you two talking about NXT. All right, then uh, let's, knock, let's, let's knock NXT out. That Makes way we sense. can finish Makes off sense. with AEW. Let's see. Uh, do you? I got the notes up for AEW. Do you have any notes for NXT? I don't, but we can we we, we, right. we can shoot from the hip. Let's it see. don't matter. Let, let me bring you know up. I just want to make sure I bring up the match listings. Really quick. I'm gonna see. I, I was oh, got, okay, doing if it. you got it, then go ahead. Mm-hmm. Now nah, I'll bring up the AEW so we can just transition after that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, give me a sec. Oh, here we go. So, here they stop acting like it wants to be slow, <clears throat> man. But yeah, I like I said, man. I, I was this was a very, a very, uh, very good night of wrestling. Like I, I felt a lot more. I felt a lot. I felt yeah, a lot better uh, watching this stuff. announced two matches for next week's show. So. Yeah, what were the, what were the two matches for next week? Oh, yeah. I Mox forgot. I, I, I remember uh, the one. It's Lucha Brothers versus Private Party, right? And Mox and versus Pack. Mox versus Pack. Now is that gonna be a regular fight, or is that gonna be for a uh, street fight, or do we know what kind of match? Uh, we do not know. Probably a regular match. Interesting. 
All right, Kane, go ahead, man. Do, do, do your thing. We'll get up first for the night. Okay. I... Hello? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Oh, man, can y'all hear me? My bad. I was, I was stuck on the other. I had to get off the page. All right. Um. <clears throat> so the the match we're gonna start off with is uh the match that everybody uh was excited to see because the person that showed up uh a couple of weeks ago, Tomasco Champa, he's back. He's he, <clears throat> he looks good. He looks ready. He went up against who was a guy named Angel, Angel Garza, who was a pretty new guy. Uh, but he's, he's he's got some he's got some skills behind him. He's got some stuff worth watching. Uh, I thought it was a good first match. It was good to see that uh, Tommaso could really keep up. Uh, he didn't look like he had too much ring rust, just a little bit, but you know nothing too uh, nothing too dramatic. Um, I thought it was a nice little uh, welcome back match for him. Um, the of course he got the win. He got the victory. Uh, nice little back and forth. It, it was what, maybe about 10 minutes. This match wasn't really that long. Uh, Ennis Undisputed comes out. They got this little flash drive. They give it to Marlo. Marlo go. He, I guess they take it back to the trucks. And before we get into what was on that drive, let's get back to Tommaso. Uh, franchise, I'll start with you because I know Florida said he didn't really catch too much of it, but I'm sure he got a thought on it. So I'll start with you. What did you thought about Tommaso's return? I thought the uh, first match, like you said, it wasn't too long. Uh, but I, I did feel that it was a very good match for the time that was given. And I will, I, I will say this. I've never actually seen Garza wrestle up until, you know, yesterday. Uh, he actually impressed me. He had a pretty good showing, even though he took a loss. You know, like we say, we don't mind guys losing as long as they look credible doing it. So, overall, man, this is a pretty good match. I thought he had a couple of really good spots. But you kind of knew that with uh, Champa coming back, you know, this being his first match, he's going to pick up the win. And I like the way he did it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, man, did I you did, uh, catch the highlights um, of this? Not bad from what I saw. Like, I see it like he took Garza's shorts off and, you know, stomped on it. You know, I saw some of the moves. Not bad. Right. The only thing is, I wish Champa would do something else than, like, the uh, – DDT from the ropes. Like, I think he needs like a established finisher. Mm. I mean, but that's, I mean, but hasn't that always been his finisher though? Like, that's always been his. Yeah. It's his like almost go to. Could have swore he used something else too. I think it's like, I think it's the double. He probably did. Like, (laughs) man, I can't, I'm drawing a blank, but. Uh, I want to yeah, say that yeah. it's like a flapjack almost. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, we we don't know what kind of what kind of person he is right now. He's just the guy that's back. You know, he's looking to get Goldie back. Um, I don't think he's established himself as the heel right now. Right now, he's a fan favorite. People love him. People know what he can do. We're excited to see him. So no one's really going to boom because right now there's an appreciation of him being back. Uh, and I, I think depending on which direction they take him, his moveset will, you know, change, you know, once we kind of know where he, where they're going to push him. But, um, 
yeah, I, I, you know, like I said, it was, it was a very good opening match to start with, a good return match for him to get his feet back, you know, back into the game. But uh, as I said, Undisputed Era came out. Uh, Riley walked up to the table, gave a flash down to Marlo and Beth and them, and they got it back to the trucks. And we didn't see the beat down, but apparently, boy, they 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 had to make a they had to send a message not only to Tommaso but to Finn Balor to Velveteen Dream that. You will not mess with the Undisputed Era as we saw that dream was laid out on top of a crate of boxes or whatever it was. It looked like they dropped them off the top of the from the trailer. Uh, I would have I wouldn't have minded seeing some of this, but, you know, I guess it would have kind of it would have been kind of hard to sell, you know, someone taking a fall like that without really injuring themselves. So, uh Franchise again. I'll come back to you, man. What did you thought? What did you think when you when you saw the? Uh, I liked the it, man. I liked it. Uh, it's not what I thought I was going to see uh, when he first handed him the flash drive, but you know, I liked it. Uh, once again, another great segment by the Undisputed Era. I think it really played into uh, what's his name, Roddy Strong. You know, uh, that whole segment with him and Dream last week. I think this was nice kind of payback uh, on his end, you know, the one-ups, as we say. I liked it, though, man. So far, so good. I like where the storyline is going, man, and I just hope NXT can keep building on it. Uh, uh, I'll say this. It makes sense because Dream's still dealing with an injury. So it was supposed to be Strong versus Dream, Uh and that got changed, as you guys see. So... So, oh, yeah. Go, yeah, so like, uh, so play, you know, it's good storyline wise, like take him out of the equation for probably like, or maybe, you know, like two or three weeks so we could heal up. Right on, right on. Okay, okay. Uh, next up, man, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I think this was the second match of the night. Uh, this tag match was. Uh, Ani Larkin and Danny, uh, Danny Birch versus Imperium. Uh, yo, this man, these dudes were slapping and elbowing and kneeing and kicking and and, and suicide diving and it, there was a lot in this match that I didn't expect. Um, it definitely kept my interest. Uh, franchise, I mean, I'm sorry, flawless. I'm coming to you this time, man. I know you you say you called the highlights. From the highlights, just from what you saw, man, what did you uh, – how do you feel about these two teams now coming to NXT and not being on NXT UK and getting a, a lot more uh, viewership, a lot more eyes on them? I like that because it them. seems like they're kind of like going away from NXT UK in a way, but they still – it's kind of like 205 Live. You know, it's still there, but not as much. Um, mm-hmm. I've been – I think I've been telling you guys, I think Imperiums should challenge for the tag team titles next. I think they should be the number one contenders because I think they're the only team right now that should challenge the Undisputed Era. That would be a really good match. And I'm high on Imperium. I like their in-ring style. I just wish they would have a different finisher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Fairchild, what, what, what's your thoughts? Like you said, uh, Especially with Imperium, man. Uh, I got to go back because I can't remember the guy's names from Imperium. I know one is Eichner. And I can't remember the other guy. But uh, I like it because it was, like you say, it was hard-hitting. 
But then you you had a little mix of high flying in there too, man, and just some some spots you wouldn't expect to see, especially from the two members from Imperium. You know, they're you know when, he, when I think of them, I think of that 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 British strong style, that you know hard hitting. But I mean, they surprised me with a couple moves, man. So overall, great match once again. I think if I had to grade this one, I give it a four out of five, B plus. Uh, I liked it, and I, I'm really, really anxious to see Imperium get the gold uh, and kind of pull it undisputed. But, you know, that's not right now, but I can see it happening in the near future, especially with Walter uh, as the NHT UK champ. Mm. So, yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm excited for both groups. Like you said, Oni uh, Lorcan and Danny Burch, great tag team. I haven't seen them in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a long time since yeah. I really paid them any attention. And you know, uh, yesterday, I'm glad I stayed tuned, man. I couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes off the match. Great match. Yeah, uh, I definitely would like to see undisputed. Uh, get, I, I like to see both teams. Even you know, I, I see the reasons for Imperium. Uh, you know, which which makes 100. percent It makes it makes sense. Uh, so. But I would still like to see some of these tag teams uh, mix it up in a triple, you know, three ways somehow. But I guess my only thing is uh, with War Games coming up, you know, we were all kind of speculating whether or not if uh, it would be undisputed versus Imperium for uh, the, you know, uh, War Games. But it doesn't look that way. Um, but, you know, anything could happen. Still got about, uh, about a month out. So, you know, Anything can happen in the next couple of weeks. Um, next up, we got Johnny Gargano in the back. And uh, I can't think of the reporter's name for the life of me. Uh, but she uh, asked him how did he feel about Tommaso coming back. And I loved his response because I thought it was genuine um, just based on what happened because he got injured. And then Gargano winning the championship and um, – you know, uh, kind of, you know, him, him, Tommaso showing up after, you know, he had won at the top of the ramp and embracing him and congratulating him. So, you, you know, they're not buddy buddies, but, you know, you wonder, do they still hate each other or whatnot? And it really, it brought more, it brought another interest to it. You know, people want to see it because the match didn't finish, but now it's like, well, where, where are they at now? And where do we go from here? So, it, it brings another intrigue to it. And I, I, I like the way they did it. Yo, uh, franchise. Well, I, I, what's your, hmm, what is your, what is your thinking on how they may do Gargano and uh, Tommaso again? Like how how they're gonna you know present back to the people? Like how how do you present such a great rivalry that has such hatred for it? How do you uh, present it back to the people and keep bring back well, that? You, you know, I I don't think it's hard. I don't think it'd be a hard thing to do. I mean, clearly the interest is there. Uh, it's a story that when they got called up to the main roster for like the two weeks before, you know, uh, Champa got hurt, it kind of got thrown away by Vince. And now you're going right back to it. Only difference is now it's uh, Champa's been gone so long that even though he's supposed to be a heel, I would assume. The fans love him too much, man. So my thing is, how do you go about making the fans hate Champa? Because to me, the 
do let me ask you this do you do you try to make the fans hate Champa or do you change Gargano? I will say this um this rivalry was the hottest rivalry in wrestling at the time like it was just crazy good mm-hmm. um I say you build it back up slowly don't rush into things because Champa just got back you don't want to rush into it um right right. So I'd say you build it up slowly, like say for war games, if they're part of a team and they're facing the undisputed era, have like a spot where they bump into each other or something happens, you know, just build it up slowly. Okay. Okay. I feel that. Next up, man, we got franchise, your girl EO versus uh, Hayden Carter. Uh, New girl. Haven't really seen much of her. Nope. Franchise, man, you hear me? Uh, All right. We might have to come back to that. All right. All right. Let's end it, Joe. Yo. Hey, so I, I could just I could just sync the uh two together. But you were saying, what about my girl Eo? EO. Yeah. Uh so we got EO Shirai versus Hayden Carter. Uh Carter's a new girl. I I haven't seen much of her, but I was you know, I was kind of impressed with her. She, you know, she has a nice little move set. She like she's got some stuff to, you know, she can bring to the table. Uh flawless. I'm I'm gonna come to you with this, man. I hope you you caught the highlights on this, man. EO and uh uh Riley had a bit of a a bit of a face off at the end of this match. Um you mean Ripley? 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 I said Riley. I'm sorry, Ripley. I'm sorry, right? I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to learn all these names, folks. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, Ripley came out. Um, she basically told Yo, you know, because uh, uh, uh what's my girl's name? Um, Yo, Belair. Yo, no, 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 no. Uh, Bianca Belair. Belair, yeah, yeah, Belair. I'm, I'm sorry, folks. Uh, Belair, <laughs> because Belair mentioned her name that she's got a match next week, which I'm excited to see. Uh but she told EO, if you mention my name, me and you gonna have a problem. And then EO, you know, I didn't have a problem with her speaking in in her native uh language. I, I think it brings a certain something to it. So, you know, but you can kind of tell she, you know, she was just talking trash, backing out or whatnot. How do you feel about a Riley uh Ripley, I'm sorry, Ripley. Ripley versus uh, EO match. Uh, I like it. I think that the winner should face uh, Baszler. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I'm a big fan of Ripley. You know what I mean? NXT. Awesome. Like, she's like the girl Pete Dunn of the UK. Oh, yeah. But, like, I mean, her accent. I'm not going to say anything bad about the accent. You know, it's kind of like cool in a way, but, like, other stuff, it's like, yeah. <laughs> but, but like, I just love everything about <clears throat> Ripley. Like, she's strong. Like, she just let her know. Like, I could take you out if I want to. Don't step in my way. So, if you tell me if Ripley walked up to you at a bar and started talking to you, you would go home with her? Oh, hell yeah, I would. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'd just be like, you know, hey, man, you think you can get back to your old hairstyle before you went man, shaved on the side? Bro, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> I'll just have that picture in my mind, you know? 
that 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 new haircut, it's a little too short for me. But you know, it's almost like she's a a, a total. And I, and and this is not to put a you know the rag on her because we 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 all like her and we want to see more of her. Yes, uh, but to me, she she definitely is like a carbon copy of Pete Dunn. Like from yeah. head to toe, everything about her is like Pete Dunn. And I I would like something unique that's that's unique of her to really be more expressive of her. Like I think we got that with EO now with the way that she comes out, the you know the way she acts in the ring and. You know that that's what's unique to her, and I would like to see something from Ripley. You know, in that same way. Franchise man, what you think? Well, you know, man, I love EO. <laughs> I love EO. God damn it! Um, good match. Uh, it, even though it was a squash match, um, I can't think. Katie and Carter, she still you know got a, a sufficient amount of offense in. Uh, but w- once again. It was definitely you can tell it was just a match for EO to kind of you know build up. Uh, I love EO, man. That moonsault is awesome. I cannot get enough of that moonsault. She has the most awesome moonsault to me. Um, And really quick, I want to speak on the Asian Asian wrestling. Go ahead, man. Uh, EO, Oscar, Kyrie, Sane. Uh, I know I'm probably missing another one or another two. one or two, but I love their. I'm not gonna say gimmick per se, but I love the personality, all the Asian super, even Shinsuke. And I know he's a guy, but I love the personality the Asian talent brings to their characters, like EO. I love this whole evil, psychotic, crazy, like, like I don't know. It, 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 it fits her. And then, like you say, you know, when her and Ripley was going back and forth, Ripley big as hell and probably rippers to shreds. But just to kind of see her kind of step up, talk, you know, talk her trash. And you don't really know what she's saying, but you know she's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. And and to second flawless, yeah. Can we get a, can we get, can we get you back to your old hair, like some other hair, and change your voice up just a little bit? You scaring me. But I think this gimmick works good for her because remember when she had the longer hair, it was like kind of like a Britt Baker type thing. But then when she cut the hair, she went to come out of the biker gimmick, and it just changed her look completely. That's true. Hey, yeah. really quick, I know we're talking about NXT. Got a question. Do we think Bailey with this DW haircut gonna make her tougher or she's still gonna get her ass kicked? Uh, well, I, I I think she's gonna still get her ass kicked, but you know, she'll cheat more. Um I, it, I, I but I think it's just the way that they're they want her to be portrayed instead of you know her kind of being dominant. Like she's he's Somebody like her have a different moveset. Like her, the the way she moves more hillish. And if it's not, then it, it, it it'll suck, and then she'll just keep getting her ass whooped, but cheating to win. And quick question: Well, she won't she won't get her ass whooped because they're having a six pack women challenge to face her for the title. So I don't think she'll get her ass whooped by anyone. <laughs> and, and and I got a question now: Did one of you guys say it's gonna be Bianca Belair versus uh Rhea Ripley next week? Yeah. That is a match I wanna see. 
Because Bianca Belair, she's strong as hell of her own right, and she's super athletic. I would love to oh, see yeah. this match. And that's why I wanted to see it. it I, trust me, I was going to touch back on that. Uh, but to get back to EO right quick, you know, for someone so small to hit that moonsault the way she does, it, uh, you, you wouldn't think something so small would hurt so much when it lands on you. And just that, like you say, that crisp snap back and just, and she always hits it. The way she hit Carter, it looked like Carter just like maybe broke something, but it, you know, she could have been just good at selling it, but it looked it, it looked like it hurt. It, it, it felt like it hurt. And, and um, I'm definitely interested to, to see her. And th- I, I want to, I'm definitely interested in seeing this version of her get a shot at Baszler, but I don't think it's in the cards for her right now to be pushed as the top uh, champion. I got a question. Does Jessamine Duke or Marina Shafir even technically wrestle for NXT or do they just show <laughs> with Baszler? They just they they do. They just they still they still a work in progress, I guess. I don't know. Because this has been like two years and I ain't seen them fight a damn match. <laughs> Yeah, Shafir, you know, it's just, you know, I mean, her baby daddy's Roderick Strong, you know, so she's just, you know, sitting there looking. I forgot. Or collecting a paycheck. No, nah, she need to stop that. And if he, if he working out like that, she need to, she, she should be the female version of that. Like, that's your husband. You you can you can throw some elbows and some knees and some stuff. Like, that would definitely be different from a, a, a female perspective. I mean, you got a few of it with Asuka and EO and and a few others, but, you know, to see a female lay some of those elbows and backbreakers the way Strong does, like, to see, that that would set her apart. Uh, so I, if I was her, I, I would definitely take advantage of that, but, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how far they are, really. Hey, but, I mean, they, they both have an MMA background. They're both MMA fighters, so, you know, it could work for them. Hey, think about right. this. Think about this. Io Shirai versus Oscar. Man, dude, Ooh. I can't wait. In a way, I can't wait, but only if it's on Raw. I, it, I, I'll, I'll trust Heyman will make it work, but I, I won't trust it outside of NXT. Eel Shirai versus Bull McConnell. Mm. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> mm. All right, man. So we're gonna move on to the next <laughs> thing. Uh, <laughs> so next up, man, we got William Regal. Uh, you know, he's announcing that. This third trilogy, this this trilogy of a a Bami, uh, I don't I don't even know what to call it, man. It's just been a war between Keith Lee and Dominic Djokovic. Uh, I might have said it wrong, my bad. <laughs> but uh, Josh Kovic, what, hey, like I said, my bad. Danikovic. Danik- <laughs> uh But he announced that the winner of this match would face Roderick Strong for the North American Championship. Due to Dream being injured from the uh, beatdown that he received earlier in the night. Uh, Before the match happened, and when he said that, I said to myself, you know, these two have been having really great matches. I could see Strong coming out interfering, and they both getting a title shot. Because I just just because you would hate to see one dude not get a shot when he's deserved it, but you want to see the – I definitely wanted to see Keith Lee get it. I'm not going to lie. I, I wanted to see him win and get the title shot, but I felt Dominic also deserved a shot. Maybe not to win it, but he, you know, he he definitely deserves a shot at it. Uh, so, but like I said, that's how I felt before the match started. 
uh, franchise. I know you caught this, right? Yep. Okay. Man, give me your thoughts, man. I want to see you no know, Dominic uh, and Keith Lee, but I will say this: I, it's long overdue for Keith Lee. I feel like Keith Lee, man, he's deserved this shot for a minute. So, so even though I don't think he's gonna win, I'm still ready to bask in his glory. Mm. Mm. Flawless. Well, I think next week is going to be uh, Dominic versus Roderick Strong because Keith Lee is dealing with an injury also. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the bit of the sad news. We're Never gonna mind. Get to, I but... won't bask in his glory. I'll tell you what I'm Yeah, I'd, uh, well, I mean, to be honest, uh, even if he wasn't injured, I don't see them taking the title off Strong just yet anyway. I feel like there's a bigger – there's a bigger – you know, plan when undisputed uh, drops all the titles. So, uh, but to, but to have these two guys go up against a guy like strong or better yet, let me put it in the other way for a guy like strong. Okay. Who's not as big as these other two guys to be put in the middle of their war uh, flawless. What if he is, if he isn't, what would you have expected from this match if it was if if Keith Lee wasn't injured and he could be in it? Um, I think it would be a good match. I think it would be two people probably tossing Roderick Strong like a <laughs> like a can of tomatoes, you know, <laughs> like just tossing them around, <laughs> you know. But um, I th- but to me right now it feels like they're scrambling because Dream's injured, so they're trying to put something together. I mean, it was, well, I didn't feel like it was a bad thing to do. I mean, these guys have been having – they already had two great matches. So, you know, they're getting yeah. ready for third. So, I, I felt like, you know, there needed to be some stakes for this third match. Like, something needed to be given to them, you know, an opportunity. So, an opportunity at the championship was, was good. Um, so, I didn't really feel like it was scrambling because if Dream wasn't hurt, it probably still would have been a shot, you know, just after, you know, Dream and uh, Strong. But – yeah, I agree with you. I, I feel like it would have been a really good match, and definitely somebody would have had a, a loose jaw or a, a, a broken or a sprained back or something after that match. Oh, yeah. Franchise. Yeah. <laughs> to say, man, you all right, man? Hey, you on that moon again, man? Nah, I ain't on that moon. I'm over here. I was just waiting. Now let me drop some knowledge for my player partners over there. You ready? Go ahead, man. I want to hear this from Daryl. All right, you asked for it. You said with TV. <laughs> we got Waterwick Strong. Yeah, that's why Whitey Strong with Marina Sophia. Delicious. Okay. You got Whitey Strong. You got Dominic Zazakovic. <laughs> and then you got Keith Bass. And, oh, no, never mind. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, 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 if you had Keith bask in his glory lead for the triple threat, we call it a three-way. Ooh, a three-way. Okay, so you have a three-way. Why? I see Whitey Strong getting his ass whipped, and then he on the outside, and he playing to the late way, Dustin Rose, okay? And then you got these two big bohemians going at it. I see Keith Lee 
beating the dog crap out of Dominic, they had COVID. Huh. And then I see why these throne coming out of nowhere picking up the victory. Huh. You know why? Because that will be flawless. <laughs> and guess what? What's that's, that? That's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. A spoiler? It's okay. a spoiler. A hey, hey, K Breezy. What's that? Hey. You got some more TV? <laughs> 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 no, I ain't got no more Tilly. Nah, man, they all gone, man. Hey, Flawless, you got some more spaghetti? <laughs> Shit, gone. I'm hungry. <laughs> you didn't go get your chili today? Oh, man. I went, you got hey, 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 I, I went, I went out of turkey burgers. Oh, man, you were we wilding. All right, man, look, we going to move on, man. <laughs> While little Daryl go find him something to eat. Uh, So next up, like I said, uh, you know, it was, it was, I'm sorry. Anyone of y'all got some cereal? <laughs> <laughs> I got the flakes, uh, honey nut cereal. I buy it. Nah, can we? Nah, do y'all got whole milk or two percent? Uh, I got one percent. Is that almond milk? No, and I got two, and I got two, two moves talking milk. Y'all yeah, fools is crazy, man. Hey, hey, t- hey, tell, tell little Dodo, I'm gonna take your deuce box. <laughs> he, he say, you better not. Oh man. Sorry, little Tony. Fight that. I'll fight. I'll fight that midget boxer. <laughs> hey, 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 real quick. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Can we? Can we have a brother to brother to brother? Just, 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 just one moment, really quick. What's that, man? Hey, hey, Flaw. Hey, hey, K. Breezy. Do you remember What's when we was over Flawless House? <laughs> hey, Flawless, I love you, but you know I gotta put you out there. Hey. <laughs> What's up? Hey, you remember? When uh when when little flawless, he's like, "Hey, do your people know how to do a backflip?" <laughs> Hell no, man! You had, to, you had to put little flawless out there like that, man. <laughs> hey, you know he he cool people, man. You had to put hey, little flawless hey, out there, man. Hey, but you know the funny thing was. I knew what he meant, but Joe looked at me like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe's face. Hey, yeah, Joe's face was priceless, though. I, I ain't gonna lie, man. Oh, his, man. The look on his face was priceless. I ain't it gonna was, lie. It was funny because I knew what he what he was trying to say. Oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why the generation of wrestling is who we are. Because you know what? <laughs> We're awesome. <laughs> Oh my god. Sorry, sorry. Raw was just so terrible this week. I had to add some spice. <laughs> okay, can we get on with NXT? Cause yeah, I can't wait AEW. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get on with it, man. Like I said, great match. Uh Roger Strong interfered at the end. Triple threat. Well, it was set up for a triple threat, but now it look like it's just gonna be a one on one North American Championship next week. And then next yeah, yeah. up. Next up, we got Matt Riddle versus a new guy. I hadn't I never seen this dude before. Bronson Reed, big dude. He oh, looked like a fat boy. Yeah, he looked like a 
he looked like Samoa Joe's little brother. Uh, <laughs> but he, but he, he, had, he had a little something with him, though. Man, he looked like Samoa Joe and Tugboat had a kid. Like he could be a little Samoa Joe task. <laughs> like he could be like Samoa Boat. <laughs> Samoa Joe. He, like, he looked like Samoa Joe, but he had the body of Taz. That, that's that's exactly <laughs> what he like. Samoan Taz. Samoa Taz. There you go, Samoan Taz. That's the new name. Matt Riddle versus Samoa Taz. <laughs> uh, but you know what, though? I'm not going to lie. I mean, he, okay, even though Riddle got the win and kind of squashed him a little bit, it was still a pretty decent match. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, over, overall, all jokes aside, Matt Riddle, man, dude, I cannot wait. I don't think he's ready just yet, uh, wrestling-wise, but character-wise and just, man, the guy's a star. I can't wait till he finally wins the shit. Uh, I will say this. So, I did see some of the highlights. Uh, it did nothing for me. Riddle got the win in a squash. I will say this. I would pay money to see Matt Riddle and Kenny Omega hit each other with their knees. Ooh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that would hurt. That would hurt. That that would that would that would definitely put some, some hurt into somebody's uh jawline, knock some teeth out. But hey, uh somebody I, I, said I, I, Matt Riddle's an AEW. Hey, no, no, not yet. Uh NXT Triple H ain't letting him go nowhere. Uh but I, I actually liked the match. I did watch it. Um Reed had, you know, he had some stuff to work. He you know he did something. He's quick. He's easy, you know, for for a little big dude. He was quick. He was very agile, and uh, he he did not make it easy for Riddle. So even though it was a squash match, but this was, you know, the thing that we always say: if a guy's going to lose, at least make him look credible. And to me, he looked credible, even though you know he's fresh and he's new. But like I said, he didn't make it easy on Riddle to win. Like Riddle really had to pull some tricks out to really get the pin. So right, it was a, it was a decent squash match, and um, you know I would like to see Reed a little bit more. Uh, so Nick, oh, you know nothing else. Nobody got nothing. All right, man. All right, man. Let's can move on because Flawless wants to get to AEW. So we're gonna definitely get on to this. Next up, man, we got Tierra versus uh Tiega Knox. Not really Tegan. Tegan. Tiega, <laughs> Tegan. Look, I don't know. I look I a whole bunch of new folks. I'm you know, I'm getting I'm trying to get to learn them. But apparently this was a return, you know, um this was a return match for her because she injured herself in the women the, the May Young classic. I think she broke her leg or something, and then you know, this is her first her first match back. Uh, pretty much a, a, a basic quick match. You know, she put on some nice moves. She looked ready. She looked like she was, you know, healthy enough to get back and compete at a high level. Um, franchise, uh, you know, you do you know more about it than I do? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, her and Dakota Kai, they had a couple matches earlier and uh, when she first got to uh, NXT. Uh, she's part of Team Kick. But anywho, uh, I mean, you know, it, I figured with Tegan Knox coming back, uh, they hyped her up pretty well. Uh, I figured she's going to get, you know, as with pretty much all returns, she's going to pick up the victory. But I will say this, uh, Tynara, she's a pretty decent uh, wrestler as well of her own right. Like, the last few matches, she's been getting, you know, beat. But 
if you actually got a chance to really see her wrestle, she can wrestle. And uh, like I said, this match was just a retirement match. I think it's a. Uh, I think eventually, if you've seen what happened towards the end, they're gonna try to set something up later on <laughs> in the future with her and Baszler. But she's not quite there yet. So, but overall, it was it was a decent match. It was okay. Flawless. Uh, what's your what's your interest in her? Um, I remember when she got injured in the May Young Classic. Right. Like I remember her crying, just terrible, because she wanted it so bad. That's she tore her ACL, didn't she? Yep, 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 yep. Um, I'm excited for her coming back. I liked her in the May Young Classic. Like she could be one of those breakout stars, uh, in the main roster down the line, say in a couple years. Mm, Okay. Uh, uh, but do I think she faces Baszler yet? I don't know if she's ready for that, but I mean, she just got back, so I, I, I yeah, yeah. Get a, you know, maybe get a one-on-one non-title just to kind of you know show you know you can't hang with her, but you know you lose, but not a not a title shot yet. But but you know what, she could look good losing. Right, that would be the most important thing. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, but well, yeah. Of course, you know the hints on you know what happened a little later. Baszler came out, talked a little trash to Knox. Basically, she's ran out of limbs and she ain't really got no chance, uh, you know, and when she when she do something worth worthwhile to let her know. And, you know, maybe she'll maybe she'll listen to what she got to say. But, you know, basic he'll talk trash. Uh, next up, we got a video package from Vin Balor talking about, you know, where he needs to come back to find himself again. And we're going to get some Finn Balor action next week. Uh Next up, we got Boa versus Killian Dane. Um, um, okay, franchise. Yep. Killian Dane, man. What is what is his role in NXT? That is a very. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, he's been squashing people a lot lately, but I don't really, I don't see him. I don't see him in the running for a title no time soon. Uh, despite the fact he's been dominating people, I don't really see him as going for a championship no time soon. Um, I think they're still trying to build him up, but mm. I like it personally. I, I I like it. I'm glad, you know, he's separated from uh, Sanity. I'm glad, you know, he's got kind of, you know, this revived gimmick. Uh, I, I just need to see a little bit more from him. Uh, I love his, his, his series he had with Riddle. I felt like it could have went a little longer, but overall, like I said, man, I, I, I love his character. I just don't know if he's ready yet for uh, a title push but hopefully man they keep letting him go on this win streak uh, I think he's the Samoa Joe of NXT mm-hmm. like what like what Samoa Joe on the main roster is that's Killian Dane in NXT mm, that guy just fights everybody and yeah just basically just go at it whatever whoever he wants to okay yes Pretty much. That's all. 
I mean, he, but you know what? That, that's 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 a very accurate assessment. He's one of those guys. I feel like he would beat the hell out of everybody during like regular television, but won't necessarily get pushed for that big title. I I can see him go. Well, I guess depending on you know what what direction they go in after they decide to take the titles off the uh, undisputed. Um, seeing where his focus, you know, goes from there. But uh, I could see him going after Riddle if Riddle ever gets a title. You know, North American, NXT, whichever one. I could I could see Riddle. I could see him going after him for that, which would lead into what Flawless was saying or what you were saying also that, you know, he's not going to be pushed, you know, to be a champion just yet. But, you know, he is going to have great matches with people and, and just bring an interest to it. But uh, his match with Boa, uh, it wasn't bad. Boa, you know, young dude, uh, he was selling the injury from last week. He, um, <clears throat> he he got a little bit of offense in. Uh, then Dane just killed him with that crossbody. Uh, I don't even know that running crossbody that he gave him on the outside. And after that, it was it was pretty much over. Um, then as he's getting ready to uh, come out, actually, I'm sorry, as he was getting ready to leave. We get Pete Dunn coming out. And then Pete Dunn and Killian Dane, you know, they're looking at each other, and Killian Dane starts talking to him and puts his finger in his face. And you know uh <clears throat> that's a mistake. You don't you don't give Pete Dunn any advantage to grab your hand or fingers or anything and try to break them. And he did that and he snapped him and Dane was pissed off and he wanted to get at Pete Dunn, but the referees came out and kept him from uh you know, fighting. I thought maybe he would show up a little later, but you know, I'm glad he didn't because the match that happened was Pete Dunn versus uh Damian Priest. And um uh, I haven't seen much of Priest. I've heard of I heard of him. I have seen a few little highlights, but I haven't really watched him, you know, sat down and studied him. Uh the guy, you know, to be so tall is very uh quick and and, and, and agile and, and and I can definitely you know, watch his matches a little more. I thought this was a nice match. I liked it. I thought it was match of the night, honestly, um, especially towards the end. Uh, franchise, uh, what, what, what did you think of the match? I thought that match was freaking awesome. I liked it. And like you said, I, I, I've been seeing the vignettes of, uh, what is his name, uh, Damian Priest. I've yeah. been seeing, you know, I've been seeing the video packages and stuff. I never really watched them too much before he was repackaged as Damian Priest. But mm. I will say this: the match he had with P. Dunn, absolutely, I love it. Um, like you said, for him to be as tall as he is, he he's got some moves on him, man. Yeah. He uh, actually hit the one. I can't remember exactly what the name of the sequence was, but there was a sent time on the outside, but. It was kind of like a little, like a flip springboard type ordeal. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, man, uh, he's got the look. He's definitely got the look. He's got the charisma. A little green still, but I mean, hey, overall, dude's gonna be a problem. I think if he keeps it up, man. He, he he's gonna be somebody to look out for, and he's slowly becoming somebody I like to see. So, you know, uh, I'm gonna keep an eye out on the kid, man. For sure, for sure. Uh, Encyclopedia. 
what what, yeah. what do you know? What do you know of Damian Priest? What is what about this guy should we pay attention to? Well, he was in TNA for a little bit. Okay. Uh, came to WWE. Uh, pretty agile for a big guy. Uh, kind of remind. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna say this. He reminds me of when Baron Corbin was in NXT. Cat, but I would say more personality, you know, more charisma. Mm -hmm. Uh, but so I will say this: I saw the last ten minutes of the of the when I flipped over from AEW. This match was still on because you know NXT goes like eight to ten minutes after uh, ten o'clock. Right. So, so I caught the last uh, eight ten minutes of this match, and I liked it. Uh, the moves that Damian Priest, I mean, he could, like, go over the top rope. I'll tell you this. When uh, Pete Dunne gets him in, like, a submission, Priest's body's so long that he could just put his foot on the rope and, bam, get out. Right. Uh, I did, like, the end sequence with the ref in the middle. She goes, I mean, she goes, step away, and then, bam, low blow. And then he puts him in the crossroads. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like when um, Pete Dunne was, you know, he grabbed his hands and started stepping on Priest's face, and then Priest after a couple of kicks, you know, to the face, he didn't reach his leg up because he's so long and then started kicking Pete Dunn, but he kicked he, he, he kicked him so hard he kicked him to the ring post. Like like it's like, yeah, that's a you you don't usually see that see that from nobody else. Like no one really kicks out of that like that. Usually when Pete Dunn does that to you, he, he's he's gonna stump the shit out of you. So it was it was nice to see that nice little reversal. But like you say, he's so long and agile that yeah, a lot of the stuff that Dunn wanted to do or tried to do uh, he he could get out of it real easy. Uh, franchise, yo, how you feel, man? Well, like going back to what flawless said, he, well, the guys, what I think, what six four, six five. So it's, that made me elite, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like damn, but but like I said once again, the thing that got me was just how athletic he is. You know, with big guys like that, man, they're you know they're they, they don't really do as much high flying as he does. And I still wouldn't consider him a high flyer, but um, Pete Dunn, that's my guy. That's my freaking guy. Uh, even though Dunn takes the loss in this match, he still looks good. They're still going to push my guy. And, uh, man, put the title back on that man. Put it back on him. God damn it. Put it on him. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. I need to say it with me. Put it on him. Put on Pete Dunn. Yeah, put it on Pete Dunn. Oh yeah. Well, eventually, if if he ain't the one to take it off uh, Cole, he'll take it off somebody. He'll get he'll get the North American, or, or I don't know if he'll go after Walter again. But I can definitely see him getting the title real soon. Hell yeah, put it on. Yeah, yeah, put it on Rhea Ripley, man. Put it on him. Yeah, I can't wait for that. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, but the, after that, that was the end of the night. That was uh, NXT for the night. Uh, Pretty good show. Um, like I said, had a couple of good matches. Had some had a sleeper for me because I didn't really expect that tag match to really be that good. Uh, other than that, man, uh, I like the uh, I like the setup and the storylines that we're getting. Um, Undisputed is running wild. They're kicking everybody's ass. They're you know everybody's gunning for them, but they're gunning for everybody else. So um, definitely can't wait to see where that story goes. Want to see more of Keith Lee and Dominic? Want to see more 
of of Reed. I want to see more of Damian Priest and definitely Pete Dunn. So, uh, oh, and, you know, a little injury news while we're talking about folks. Uh, Kashida has a hairline fracture in his wrist, so he's out. So, um, yeah, it, right, right now NXT is taking some bumps with guys that they're going to need. But hopefully and, and luckily they still have abundance of talent that, you know, can still get them through until those guys get healthy. So, you know, uh, can't wait to see when those guys come back and uh, can't wait to see next week. All right. Now, um, a little last second uh, news here. Uh, normally, we will split the show up between AEW and NXT. Uh, I think right now I'm looking at my tablet right now and it's doing something real wonky. So instead of uh, ending this show right now, we're just going to switch segments and we're actually going to go to the AEW because I don't want to lose nothing, none of this, okay? All right. Cool. All right, all right, all right. So let's see. All right, getting right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Now we are going to start with the AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite. Um, first up, we had the AEW. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. <clears throat> Give it a few more minutes, man. You can delete all that stuff you was telling us. You can just cut it at the end of the NXT stuff, and then you can just edit all the rest of this out. Then, you oh, know, yeah, then yeah. we'll. Yeah, yeah. So about uh, when it gets to thirty, I guess you can start it. Okay. That way we got time. Yeah, when we got time. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Right. Y'all some fools, man. <laughs> Bye, foe. Do what you do, man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, a.k.a. the showstopper. And next up, with me via phone, as always, I got my tag team partners, my good brothers. First, we have the human encyclopedia wrestling. Joe knows everything. The flawless phenomenon. Flawless Joey V, how you doing? I got to say this to the fans that are not listening. You just made the list. <laughs> Across the way, as always, we got the Karma Cody, the light-skinned Teddy Pendergrass, a.k.a. Mr. One, Two, Three, pin that ass down, K-Breezy, better known as Two, Cole, Kimbro. How you doing? Yo, yo, man, I'm ready to go. What a, a great, great night of wrestling on AEW, man. Um, whew, they, they, they keeping my faith in the business, man. I love it. Let's go. Well, keeping the faith in the business, man, that's what it's all about. It's about the love. And speaking of love, this show emanated from the city of brotherly love, home of the Liberty Bell, William Penn. We have AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite in Philly. And first up, we got SCU versus the best friends. And and, and can we can we say before before the match, man, K Breezy, tell us mm-hmm. what happened before the match started. Well, you know, man, them Lucha Bros, man, you know, them boys is dirty. You know, they don't they don't play no games. They wanted to come out and let the world know, you know, they ain't to be messed with. And, you know, uh, they came out, jumped Kazarian and Christopher Daniels from behind. <clears throat> they threw Kazarian into the ring. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure which Lucha brother it was, but he, he grabbed Christopher Daniels and he put him in his modified power driver where he grabbed his arms and his legs and came down on him and, 
and right on right on the ramp, right on the middle part of the ramp, and just dropped them. And it, it looked it really kind of nasty because the angle that they showed and seeing how far Christopher Daniels' head was, it almost reminded me of Stone Cold when he got power drive by Owen Hart. Um, so it, it kind of gave me a, a bit of a flashback when I saw it. But uh, yeah, man, they they took the boy out. And uh, Scorpio had to come down and, you know, to the rescue. And he took uh, he took Christopher Daniels place. And then next up, we, we, we got a nice little uh, match to start the show. All right. Uh, okay, uh, that was uh, Pentagon Jr. that did that to Christopher Daniels. Right, right. I didn't want, you know, I already messed up enough names. I don't want to, I don't want to mess up no more. All right, well, speaking of, so now we got SCU versus the best friends. We got the Scorpio Sky replacing uh, Christopher Daniels, so it's, you know, it's Scorpio, Sky, Kazarian versus the best friends. I would like to say he's got one shoe, what <laughs> a match. And this crowd was hot. Flawless. Take it away. So, I will say this. Uh, you know, up until now, I forgot that they were in Philly last night. And we know how hostile Philly is. And But you know what? They were not hostile towards them. Like, the whole night, they were into it, which is awesome, because you ever seen WWE in Philly? It's, uh, boo! Yes, yes. Remember Roman Reigns getting booed out of the freaking building? When Bro, he the they booed fucking Rey Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, when he was the 30th pick. How do you... So, <laughs> so, I will say this. This match was awesome. Tag team wrestling at its finest. Like, Scorpio Sky, man, doing the moves. I love how, like, if you, like, duck down, he's going to do the double stomp on your back. Mm-hmm. I love that sequence that he does. Uh, With Phoenix, no shoes. Yeah. And, like, even Ray Phoenix, man. Like, we were talking about, like, the... Oh, never mind. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm in the match later on. Okay. So, <laughs> but the best friends, you know, they're a great team. Like, it's like, shoot, like, somebody's got to lose because they have such great tag teams. But this match was awesome. Glad for SEU to pick up the win to advance because now they face Dark Order. Um, and I told you guys, I said I think it's going to be SCU versus somebody in the finals, and we'll get to that later on down the match when we go down the card. Mm. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, I um, uh, I agree with Flawless Man. This was a great opening match. To see Scorpio come out and lose a shoe and the crowd to chant, he's got one shoe. And then he took the shoe off and threw it. And then they're like, he's got no shoes. And it was just like, I I love crowd participation like that, man. That just lets me know that you're into what's going on. Like you see it, you like it, you're cheering for it because you know, yeah, we know it's hokey. Yeah, we we, we, we all know that, man. But we, we came to be entertained. We want to be entertained, but also we want to see great wrestling. And I to see Scorpio just be as quick and as crisp as he was with no shoes on. Like maybe this dude needs to go with no shoes on from now on. But Kazarian, you know, he been watching him since TNA. You know, he's he's the G that he always is. He he does what he do. I've always thought he was a um, he was definitely like a a a, a copy of an AJ Styles, uh, just not as not as charismatic. But you know, he has he has his own way. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like this match. Um, definitely can't wait to see what happens next week with the dark order, knowing how they roll. Um, 
and yeah, definitely can't wait to see where who's going to be in the finals of this tag team. Speaking of TNA, next up, we got Santana Ortiz, formerly known as LAX, versus Alex Reynolds and Johnny Silver. Now, um, to be fair, I love this squash match. I, you know me, I don't, you know, squash match is a squash match. I love the way they these dudes squash these dudes, like just. Just to show how badass these two were, I, I just, I just wanted to get that out, man. This, this I, I enjoyed watching them kick ass. Yeah, t- t- to be fair, I don't know who the hell Alex Reynolds and Johnny Silver were, and they were made even more irrelevant yesterday. Uh, but I, I, I love man uh, Santana and Ortiz. I, I'm glad they're here in AEW. But uh, flawless, your boy appeared on the screen after the match. Le champion. Yeah. Le champion. Chris Jericho. And, he... and uh, Chris Jericho did what Chris Jericho does, man. He put over his guys in a major way. Take it away from me, man. Well, he put over Santana and Ortiz. Said, yeah, they're thugs. I like them. And then he said, you know what? We want to take out the Young Bucks. And K. Breezy called it. K. Breezy said, I would love to see these two. Face off against the Young Bucks. Well, we get that, Royce, at full gear. Yeah, yeah, I was pumped about that one. I'm like, damn, I, damn, is it that easy, man? Shit, can I get a million dollars? Like, all that, like, man, like, wait, like, wait a minute, oh, man, I ain't never got it that easy before. But yeah, I, I, like I said, man, just that finisher that they do, like, man, that is, I, I, it's just the way they hit these guys. I mean, yeah, we don't, you know, they, they made them guys look irrelevant. But they look good looking irrelevant. They like, did. Like, they they, did. So it it wasn't like they they didn't have nothing of their own. It's just man, Santana or they they were just they they was just beast. And to see them to see what the potential could be of a of a Santana and Ortiz versus the Young Bucks or SCU or the Lucha Bros or the the the, the junk uh the uh what's the the Jungle Group. I, I, I uh, forgot the name. That uh, the Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luke. yeah, Jurassic. Yeah, just, just just to see them against that set of tag teams, like you, you just added a really, really great tag team to your arsenal of what you already have, and I, I'm definitely, definitely excited to see more of it. Like, I, 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 it brought me back to a love of tag team I haven't really felt since watching. Um, the Heart Foundation and and the Road Warriors and Legion of Doom and and the uh, Rock and Roll Express and Harlem Heat like just just watching all them real great tag teams beat tag teams and the the, the British Bulldogs and you know just whoever man. Well, speaking of a love of tag teams, you know we're gonna keep this thing rolling with tag team action. After that, next up, speaking of the Lucha Bros, Joe, say that thing for me. Seattle, Miato. We got Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. versus Marco Stunt, Jungle Boy, the Jurassic Express. To me, man, this was a hell of a match. And before we even talk about this match, let me say this. Marco Stunt, that little dude, man, that boy, hey, props to the Lucha Bros for selling. They made Marco Stunt look like a million dollars, (laughs) man. Uh, I will say this, man. Pentagon Jr. didn't know sell some of that stuff because he was too little. Like, he's like, yeah. man, I'm not going to sell this so this little kid, like, hurt me. Like, it don't hurt. 
But man, when he grabbed him by his hair and was swinging him around. Oh yeah, when he was doing like that Cesaro swing, but by the hair. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Uh, the big guy, uh, what's his name? The for for uh, Jungle Express. Oh, uh, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus, yeah. Well, he was supposed to be in the match originally, but apparently he had a thigh injury, so uh, uh, you know he 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 could go. And I I kind of was a little disappointed. Because knowing that they were facing the Lucha Bros, I wanted to kind of, I really wanted to see him in this match. Like, cause I'm just interested to see them do their moves on a big guy. Cause you know, when, when you got guys like the Lucha Bros and they do the moves that they do, when you, when you do it to a big dude, it looks, it just looks better. It looked like it, it just hits different for me. And I wouldn't have loved to seen him in this match cause he's agile. He does high flying. He does stuff too. So to see him sell, you know, some of this stuff, the way, you know, you know, that, that they do. Uh, I was a little disappointed. He, he couldn't go, but you know, I understood, but it was still a, it was still a great uh, match. And yeah, that little dude, man, he is a straight up fool. Um, I can, I can watch him do some more stuff. <laughs> Marco stunt versus Eugene. Book it. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. He need to fight. He need to fight a Leo Rush. Somebody you know about his size or oh, Hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, let's go ahead, Flo. Well, let's follow this up with some AEW women. Well, ch- huh? I will say this, man. That Ray Phoenix spot on the top rope. Yeah, nasty. Yeah, that that and that outside the one we were talking about earlier, Joe. Yeah. Uh, the the one where he, yeah, that 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 was just some trickery because I swear mm-hmm. I thought he went through the middle, like he went underneath the top rope, like yeah. he bounced and it, it was just so quick and fast that uh, yeah, I had to watch it like a couple. Uh, yeah, times. I had to rewind it like live, like what the hell did I just see? Right, like what, like what was it? Like how did the hell did he? Okay, all right, yeah, I, I definitely want to see them guys so. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them versus uh, Ortiz and Santana too. So you know, yeah. that's another matchup put out there for wrestling guys to hear. And they make get it- private party next week. So I mean, that's gonna be. Right. Yeah, that's gonna be something new. I, yeah, it's definitely after the match private party had with Young Bucks, I'm I definitely want to see them versus the Lucha Bros because that's gonna you know somebody who faced the Young Bucks a lot, somebody who's had a great rivalry. Uh, I definitely want to. Uh, See this match next week. Next up, we follow with AEW Women's Championship action. We got Rio versus my personal favorite, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, flawless. I'm, I'm going to bring this up to you because uh, you are actually the one that brought this up a few weeks ago. We discussed, man, the one thing we felt AEW was lacking. That's women talent. Uh, not necessarily that they don't have any women. But that the matches weren't necessarily the chemistry was just off. I think all three of us can agree. Last night, Rio versus Britt Baker was probably the best women's match we've seen in AEW so far. Can we say that? Yeah, it was the least botchiest. I'll say that. Okay, Breezy, you also said that it felt like watching this match. It felt like watching Charlotte versus everybody else. Do yeah. do we see Britt Baker man getting the title sooner or, uh, than later? Uh, after the well, one I think they want to establish uh, Rio uh, just for the fact you know she's the first champion. So I like I said I I don't see them 
maybe she'll make it to the first pay-per-view and defend it. I I would want her to make it to the first pay-per-view and defend it and 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 retain it. Uh just to, you know, you're the first ever champion. You gotta put over some type of, you know, legitimacy of your title run. So um considering they do have someone in Britt Baker who clearly, man, is is very talented. And like I said, I to me it she made it, the match made me feel like I was watching Charlotte. Like she has that not the same move set, but she has that tenacity that Charlotte has to really, um, you know, to, to put over stuff and to just make things look really, uh, what's the word? Look, look, look really good. Okay. Just make them look really good. And uh, I, I would love to really see a title run for Baker, but um, I, I maybe in a couple of months or so, Flo- but you know, Hey, Flo- the fans, the fans run this show. Yep, I'm gonna agree everything. Um, I think Rio would probably face Nyla Rose at uh full gear, but I don't know, you know, because I mean they got a few matches announced so far, so I wonder if they will build that up to- in the next couple weeks towards that because of what Nyla Rose did to her on right. the first ever episode. Uh, mm-hmm. But the match was not bad. I mean, like we were saying, like Britt Baker's kind of like the Charlotte, like she just brings that out you know she like seems like superior right yeah 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 that's a great way of putting it but uh real man she shows grit you know she's a scrappy little uh you know wrestler <laughs> she, yeah she's uh, yeah because i remember they were talking about the title being wrapped around her waist and they said it had to be it's almost wrapped around her twice yeah. like did you see how much slack she had like the girl is so tiny and that was the only that's that was the issue I had with this match. Is like, man, she's like, man, she's so tiny. It's like it's really hard for me to sell a lot of the stuff, you know, buy into a lot of the stuff that she was doing to Baker. But you know, Baker being the champ that she was, you know, she did her best. It just it it it, it just didn't you know it, it was just hard for me at times. But you know, it, it still doesn't take away from Rio's talent and what she can still do. So, like I say, I don't see her. I don't see her losing a title. Uh, I don't see her losing the title at the first pay-per-view, but somewhere between the the second one, I, she could probably lose it then. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I get into this next match, I want to discuss something briefly that we all discussed earlier, and that was the amazing video package featuring Cody Rose, Brandy Rose, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, MJF, and many more. Um the production from AEW, man, has been simply phenomenal. Uh, guys, when we were talking about the video packaging and how it felt more like a documentary and how we get to see video packaging before each of these matches to make us feel more invested and like we know what's going on. Uh, uh, K Breezy, can you elaborate more on the production style and the difference between watching AEW as opposed to other companies and the way that they shoot and uh, play out angles. It just, it, it just made it, it, it gave it that big fight feel that, um, you know, it, 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 and the story behind Cody is real. It, it's, and I think that's what um, made me like, it. it was just a real story 
because it's it's not really fake. It's not scripted. It's not something they decide. Okay, let's just do this story and say you're this and this and this. No, it's this is the truth. Everything that you're you're getting is legit. And for me, that's that's what's getting it over. I I, I can't. You can't never go wrong with real, and you know, authenticity, the the, the truth. And everybody just coming out and just saying what they were saying. It made sense, and it, it you know. It, to see where, to see where he has started, to see where he has now come, um, to see where they're, you know, just to see where AEW is right now, man. You know, like I say, it's still early. It hasn't been a month yet, but clearly, man, this is something you didn't just think of overnight. You you've been thinking about this for a long, long time, and I I I. I, I loved it, man. It was just a great video package. Uh, I want Flawless to talk on it because I know he felt the same way I did watching it because it was definitely something different than what WWE and to a degree what WCW even did. So uh, it was definitely, definitely different, but it was it was good different because it was real. It was something that like I've never seen before, like kind of like or you haven't seen in, like a very long time. It's different. It tells a story of the match, like that they're going into, and they've been doing that. It It tells the story of the person, also, you know, not just the match. Like, it's just so well done, and like this is what I love. Like you're watching it, you're like, damn, yeah, I feel with Cody. Like you actually feel for Cody, like what he's been through and what he's going through right now, and it makes it feel like that match is much more bigger. And that's something that I love. Which is why, and I'm probably going to be the only one to say this, but I want Jericho to win. I want him to lose. I don't want to see Cody win. Like, I feel like I don't want him to win the title yet, but I feel like he needs to, I feel like it needs one, it would put Jericho on a bigger roller coaster to be a big, a bigger heel. Like, he would just, it, it would just really put him over more than he probably needs it would be something they need like i I think it needs to be on a more triumphant stage full gear right now is just the second pay-per-view they're going to make every pay-per-view important i don't have a problem with that i love that because you know you're going to get good matches but i i i kind of want to see cody lose because i think it i think it would build to something bigger when they decide well yeah I guess we could consider All In going to be their basically WrestleMania of pay-per-view. So to see Cody get it then, or uh, I don't know. I, it, that's just me. I you know, I'm, think I think differently win. than everybody else. Uh, I hope Jericho wins because I don't want to see Jericho lose the title right away when he just got it. And Jericho is a key That too. Champion, yeah, that's right? just so awesome. And when he does lose it, you got to have it like make it feel so big to like some somebody like not like I would say like say maybe um pack maybe or somebody else you know whoever he feuds with next like maybe an omega you never know but like it's yeah mm. I can see I can see an omega uh just you know, I can I can see Omega. I can see it being Omega that might get it after Jericho's had it, and then I can see Pack and then others. Yeah, 
uh, having great matches with Omega. Because, yeah, I, I, I would I would love to see it happen that way. But uh, we'll see. We'll All see. right, well, next up, we got Hangman Adam Page. Kenny Omega versus the Bastard Pat. And there's an insane, the lunatic John Moxley. Um, flawless. You you know what happened in this match, man. Please just explain what happened with your boy Mox and Pack, and what happened, and what did the crowd say to Mister Kenny Omega? I thought this was so beautiful. They uh sang him happy birthday, which is like something so great. Like, like this Philly crowd reminds me of like when ECW was still around, you know, so loyal and passionate. Oh, it, I bet you they're like, oh, great. We're so happy, you know. Not another shitty WWE. This is AEW. This is like an old ECW. But getting back to this tag team match, this tag team match was good. Like all the tag team matches on this card was awesome. That's why I still don't understand why the viewership is not going up. Like, man, these wrestling matches that they're putting on, like every week, it's just something so good to see. And it's like a breath of fresh air. Um, but this match was awesome. Uh, the spot where Omega brought in the barbed wire uh, broom and Moxie brought in the barbed wire bat. And, you know, Moxie hit him. But he hit him with, like, the uh, front of the bat, not the end where that was barbed wire. And then Pack, who's his partner, comes in and grabs the broom and the bat and throws it out, throws it out of the ring and looking at Moxie like, what are you doing? You know, this is the, not a no disqualification match. We got to win. And Moxie basically said, fuck you, because he double flips him the bird, which was awesome. Hits him with that double arm DDT and just leaves. Like, I love it. And just leaves Pack hang out to dry. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I love that whole little bit of Pack caring about winning. You, you've never seen that when you have. Um, heel tag teams that aren't really tag teams, you don't never have one guy, you know, really consider like, yo, don't do this, man. We're going to lose the match. I don't want to lose the match. I want to win. I've never seen that before. See that, that I thought to me, that just made it even better for when, what Moxley did at the end, uh, you know, giving the fingers and then, you know, delivering the, um, the, what is it? I don't even know what he calls it, but the DDT, but uh, I, I just like that. Cause it, that was just so different. It was just so, Wow, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You actually care about winning. You're cheating. You're cheating to you're cheating, which if you get caught, you're gonna lose. But you know, you care about this dude using a barbed wire bat and a broom to hit someone else with it. And I yeah, that was just different. It it was just like, okay, so you know, th- that just makes the was, wins and losses even more I was important. Just gonna say that. And that's and that's why I was gonna say more. that. Pack showing, you know, like hey. What are you doing? And now remember, he's still technically undefeated. If he would have, if they would have, lo- he has a singles wrestler, yeah. So it's like, you know, Pac's looking like, hold on, man, we ain't about to blemish my record. Hold up, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm undefeated as a singles wrestler, but shit, if we lose, that's still a loss. And Moxley basically said, "Screw you, you're losing." <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Right. Oh, and and that double underhook DDT, uh, paradigm shit. 
but yeah, man, paradigm shift. Okay, okay. I, I thought it was amazing, man. And you know what? What a way! I mean, come on now, it's Philly. It's Philly, and you got John Moxley and Pat. Come on now, it's Philly. But uh, hey, I will say. Kenny Omega and his knees. I, I know we talked about this earlier, and boy, but Jesus, man, I I see what the hype is about him, uh, and, and I I love the way he runs the ring. I, I don't know, it's so Street Fighter anime cartoonish, but it 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 works. Like he makes it work. I it, I just want to watch more of him, which is why I can't wait. And just seeing him and Moxley when they were going at it, the stuff that they were doing to each other, really uh, excites me for uh, excited for a full year. Yeah, uh, there's a reason why to uh, try to see those two go at it. The year last year. <laughs> yeah, and there's a reason Man, why WWE it wants shows. him so bad. It, it shows. Yeah, I'm good over here. Yeah, he is, and he is, and I, I that. Like I said, man, this is this is what I like about AEW. Like I said, they're not perfect. They still got some things to work out. But each week, they're getting better and better with how they're, you know, displaying what they're doing. Like I say, with the the segment with Cody, that was awesome. Just just being so in depth and being so real, hit to the heart. Just the way that these matches are being presented, the way that you know they're doing uh, uh their their shoot promos. Uh, with Jericho and, and helping out uh, Santana and Ortiz, you know, just 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 talking them up, like uh, just I love the little detail stuff like that. And uh, and another great tag. This was the night of tag team matches, and even though the 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 last tag team match wasn't even two guys, you know, a group that was really a tag team, it was still a it was it was still a great tag team match, and. You know, I, I didn't mind that. I can watch a show full of tag team matches. You know, I didn't have a problem with that when SmackDown used to do that because SmackDown used to have the talent, even though, it, you know, Taylor Long got a little carried away with it sometimes. But as long as you had – and, and they had time. You know, these matches weren't quick matches. They were always, you know, 10, maybe 20 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, depending on who it was. You had great tag team matches, and you got to see different people wrestle and, and display themselves. So – to see that here, you see great tag teams. You see great guys who are singles wrestlers, but they tag team. Like just being able to see so much talent and different talent, oh, you yeah. got to see again. Different well, talent. Speaking of talent, speaking of different, speaking have... of putting those damn potato chips down. Hey, look here! Right, <laughs> look here. He hungry. He hungry. <laughs> Little Daryl ate all this chili. He hungry. I thought I was far enough away from the mic, but apparently I was not. <laughs> yeah. No, man, we heard you open them. We heard you go in them. We heard you bite the chip. <laughs> Damn, we heard you really? bite it. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Come on, man. Stop eating them ruffles. All right, Stop all just right. eating one for yourself. Next up, <laughs> we got uh, we have the main event. We got Darby Allen. We got Chris Jericho, Le Champion. But for one night only, he brought back the pain maker. Let me tell you, man, this match was, for all intents and purposes, 
a very good match. Um, we had you know Jericho and Allen going at it, a couple steel steps, a couple chairs, a couple kendo sticks, and then we get to the part of the match where Jericho basically turned Darby Allen into Orange Cassidy. Uh, he had his arms duct taped behind his back, and I'm like, okay, how is this guy going to actually fight, much less make this entertaining? And then this guy climbs up and does a moonsault, no hands. He does a diving, uh, what am I I trying to say, a suicide dive through the rope. Not only does he do it through the rope, but somehow he hits enough rotation to where he does a flip with no hands. Like, the guy is a freaking lunatic. Flawless. What did you think of this match? I loved it. You know, I was high going into this. I thought Jericho was going to make Allen into a star after this match. And he kind of did. I mean, even when he tied him up, the move, the thing that Darby Allen was doing, like climbing the turnbuckle, I was like, how the hell is he climbing the turnbuckle? And then, yeah. And then, like, do, like, a flip. And not fall off. And then, like, do a suicide dive on the outside. Kind of like Orange Cassidy, but, like, with his hands behind his back. Like, it was just sick. And, uh, I did like the finishing sequence. I thought uh, he would have went for the Judas, uh, the Judas effect, the elbow, but the uh, lion chamber made total sense because Allen couldn't move his hands, so you know you had to give out. But it was awesome. I liked right. it. It told a story, and that's what we always say: it tells a story, and it did. Oh yeah, most definitely. I was one who criticized Allen because I felt like he never gave enough offense. Uh, I never really see a lot coming from him as far as, you know, what can you do, you know, to a guy. And I didn't, I I, I didn't see that this match. I saw him do a lot more. Um, And like you say, once he, it's like, he just, he, he just let himself go. And he did, he threw his body at Jericho every time he could, even before he got his hands tied. And, you know, I, I saw a lot more out of him. So I definitely, um, I like what I saw from him this week. Uh, I definitely want to see a little bit more of him. Uh, but yeah, once once Jericho, you know, duct taped his hands behind his back and this guy was just, he just moving around like mm-hmm. like he never had arms in the first place. <laughs> like, like just, just, mm-hmm. just flying everywhere and, and running up, like you say, the, to the top rope and not falling over and, Doing moon sauce and spinning uh corkscrews and lying to salts and it just he was just man he he was all over the place and Jericho made him look great you know I I I still question how much longer Jericho can go and do this it's amazing to still see him be uh where he's at at such a high level yeah he's a little slower he's a little thicker and no doubt that comes with age but uh, he's still productive and he, he's still he's still giving you quality and uh you, you i definitely know, i, I definitely enjoyed this match, uh, title like match. That pretty much every match we've seen darby allen in with the exception i believe uh his his match with cody pretty much his matches have been gimmick matches or hardcore matches or cracker barrel matches um we, we really couldn't tell what he can do and I like the fact that he was in the ring with a guy like Jericho. And I don't know if it was a creative decision or Jericho was like, hey, 
let me fight this guy's style. But I like how it was a street fight because I feel like because it was so much in Darby Allen's alley and Chris Jericho being the performer he is, I felt like he gave Allen a fighting chance. Um, even with his hands tied behind his back, you know, the guy couldn't use any weapons and he still looked great. So it gave me a much more respect for the guy and his craft because it's like, okay, you can't say all that the guy does is hit people with chairs. You can't say all the guy does is get hit with chairs. This dude had his hands tied behind his back and he's still doing moves and flips and et cetera. So overall, man, this match exceeded my expectations. I think Darby Allen was made into a star by Jericho. To follow up what you said, Kimbrough, the question is, how much longer? Because what, Jericho, what, 47, 48? And the guy can still hit a damn line. Yeah, just about almost crazy. Uh, Like you said, he's definitely getting a little beefy. You know, he definitely been sipping the bubbly. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Hmm. Now, question for you guys, and then we're gonna, you know, we're gonna wind this thing down. Do we see this being Jericho's first and last singles title reign? I must say yes. Uh, only because there are so many other guys that's gonna get a shot, and and rightfully so. Uh, I could see Jericho being the guy to go after it, you know, to help build them. I mean, we all recognize why he's champion now. So, and and it's and it's the right move to make. You you need a guy that's legit to put over your championship and you know and help you build this company. And Jericho, you know, being the genius that he is, I mean, we talk about it all the time how he's able to reinvent himself every single time he comes back to wrestling. And, you know, it could be the most hokiest things he does, but it's the most awesome thing, you know, going. So uh, I'm going to say this will be his last major title run. Uh, If they happen to bring in a secondary championship, maybe he'll win that. But um, I could see – yeah, I, I can see however long this runs, I, I can see this being Jericho's uh, last title run for uh, I agree. maybe possibly uh, for good. I'm not sure how many more years he has left in him, but I do believe it will be his only uh, title run as champion, but I think he'll push the young talent to get him over, like, build stars so he could be, so they could, like, beat him and they mm-hmm. could, you know, go on to win the title or, you know, or challenge for the title, or beat him for the title. Like I think he's gonna build them. Like I think he's he knows how to put guys over and make stars out of them. And that's some things that a lot of wrestlers don't do. But Jericho does because he knows where he at, where he's at in the business, and he knows where the business is going and what's right for business. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I think we pretty much summed up AEW and AC. Any uh, final words? We good? Um, like I said, man, I'm just glad that, you know, um, we had a night of good wrestling. 
wasn't it wasn't it wasn't you know five star night of wrestling, but it was it, it was worthy. It was damn worthy of uh, good entertainment, good storytelling, uh, good just just seeing good old fashioned wrestling, man. I mean, yeah, we know this is the just seeing seeing the evolution of wrestling. I won't say just old fashioned wrestling, but seeing the evolution of it uh, becoming you know what it is and the style and still being a fan of it, like you know, like I was back in the day. So. You know, I know I made myself really sound old. I'm only 37, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's it, it, it's it's good. It it's it just brings back that value that I that I want in my product. And wrestling is the thing that I I want to I want to see good wrestling. I I want to see new. I want to see different. And I and I want to uh, see people I get opportunity. This. I look. I've been saying this. I look forward to Wednesdays more than I do Mondays and Fridays. And I'm sure I'm not alone with both of you. Um, I'm sure you guys agree too. But like, even though the ratings are not where Raw, I mean, where Raw and SmackDown is, it's like they're putting out better quality AEW and NXT than Raw and SmackDown. Maybe that changes now because SmackDown, you know, and Raw have the roster changes. And I did find out some more news about Bischoff about what happened, which is kind of stupid. So Vince, so the ratings, remember how the first uh, show on Fox did like 3.9 ratings, okay? And then the next show did a 2.8, went down like a whole Mm -hmm. 1 million. Well, Vince blamed that on Bischoff. And he got rid of him. Yeah, yeah, go figure. Mm -hmm. So it's basically like he hired Bischoff for Bischoff to be the fall guy if something happens, goes wrong with SmackDown. (laughs) <laughs> and once again, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, WCW bites the dust. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, okay, where'd you get this from, this man? Where, where, how did, wait a minute, is this true? This is bullshit. <laughs> so he blamed, see, and this is what, but this is the thing that we've all been asking, man. What is Bischoff's role? Like, for him to take, I mean, come on, did you, the first night did 3.8. Like, did you think you were going to do 3.8, yes. 4.0 so, every night after that? Considering what you were putting out. So it's, it's not like you that, were putting uh, the Bischoff okay, go ahead. Vince McMahon's reaction to the ratings and a message to his stockholders that he is entirely committed to the future success of SmackDown on Fox because they lost, dropping from 3.8 million for the debut episode to 2.89 million. You know. And that's why. <laughs> yeah, but that's because the the next show sucked because you didn't really you didn't really have anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were so many damn commercials, you really couldn't have good quality matches. I mean, I, I we all thought different when we said SmackDown yeah. was going to go to Fox. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, this is going to be a good move. They're going to be on Fox. Prime time, yeah. awesome. But now that they're on there... It, it, it said he was originally it, intended to oversee yeah, go creative, ahead, man. It, it's, but multiple sources confirmed that his directive was largely to observe, leaving one to wonder why the company even went through the trouble of bringing Bischoff in when it already had his replacement on staff in Pritchard. So I think they just hired Bischoff just to be the fall guy. 
yeah. in case something went, went wrong. And that's basically what it was. Because if you think about it, they also, they said Pritchard was the one that, I, that recommended Bischoff in the first place. Yeah, he's the one that brought Bischoff in. But Vince's thing is, well, if I'm going to bring Bischoff in, if something goes wrong, that's Fox. <laughs> I guess who I'm going to blame. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I okay. It will. I'm gonna put it like this, man. Uh, Yeah, he do. And no one look, man. I think that's. I think that's the problem, man. I think because we all truly, you know, love and appreciate Vince for what he's done and what he's, you know, brought to us, and. We hate to see what we hate to see this because we know better, and we know that the talent is there. But for some reason, he won't get out of his own way as far as what he thinks is the best thing. This is not. Mm-hmm. This isn't 1985. This this ain't 1990. This ain't 95. This ain't 2000. 2005. 2010. 2020. Like man, you know this. I mean, you know this isn't that then. This is now. This is this is a new. And I just said it, man. This is an evolution of wrestling as far as, you know, the style and what is presented. And it's it's not like he's I, – I, I, I will never believe that Vince is that oblivious that he just don't know what's going on out here. Like, I, I would never believe that. Yeah, I believe he's busy, and he might not watch a lot of stuff, or, you know, he might have to just hear about how some stuff happened. But to believe that he just sold blindly into like I, no, dude, you know what's going on, and you knew when a WCW was making you pay attention, and even when they weren't making you pay attention, you still knew. So I, this, I don't know, man. I think these, these twenty years have just put him in a place that uh, of arrogance that he can't come back from. It, it's, it's he's too. He's too far gone into yeah. it I'll, to really recognize and come out of. Sense why Heyman is on Raw, not back on SmackDown? Because what is he going to do? Fire Heyman or something? He knows if he gets rid of Heyman, he's screwed. Because Lesnar's going to be like, "Screw you, I'm out too." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he don't want that. Oh well, well, Bischoff need to go get him a Goldberg or something. I don't. He need to go. He need to go find him somebody. But I, you know, we we question Bischoff being hired. Um, we we thought he would be creative, but then thinking about you know he's not really a, a creative wrestler. He was more of an executive anyway. And I still yeah. feel like he was just more of a liaison between Fox and I think he was just a fall guy. Yeah, I because. It, well, if that's the case, he accepted a he accepted a nice, hefty paycheck to be the fall guy. And, uh, I mean, I don't blame him for it. Apparently, a lot of people are signing big checks for WWE. So, it, you know, it, it, it makes sense. You can say but, what you uh, want about Bischoff, man. But yeah, that 96 to 98 uh, run was just crazy. What he did, what he did for WCW. It was. Even though he had it, Ted Turner's money, I'll tell you that. Ted Turner had an open uh, open you know, open checkbook and said, go do what you need to do to take down WWE. And he almost did. And I give him that. But his problem was he didn't push the younger stars like the Jericho, like the Guerrero, like the Malenko, like the Mysterio, 
you know, all those guys. Even though he took the guys from WWE and brought yeah. them in, and I'll tell you this, made them hot with the NWO. The hottest thing I have ever seen. Like, I was 10 years old when NWO debuted, and I bought an NWO shirt. Like, that's just so good. Like, to make Hogan heal yeah. and do all that, like, come on. And all the creative process behind it, the director, I mean, executive producer, and what he did made it feel like realism. He did his thing, and I applaud him for that and what he did. I I hated Hogan for three years, dude. I was Hulk Hogan is the reason why I loved and started watching wrestling. I hated Hulk Hogan for three years. Like, <laughs> like it was like I, it it was the greatest thing to ever happen. But it was like, ugh, man. You know what? Now you're just. It, it was one thing when you were the good guy and you won all the time, but now you're the bad guy and you still winning. It's I like, mean, all right, yeah, man, no, awesome. now I want to see other cool people kick your ass. And... Like... <laughs> it was awesome. Hollywood Hogan, as a, as a character at that time, man, Hollywood Hogan, that was, that's why it's the greatest heel turn ever. I, it, it will it will be the, because oh, just yeah. coming out with the Jimi Hendrix music <laughs> and playing the guitar on the channel, like man, like he just like Hogan just he made that work, man. It was awesome. It it, it made me watch to see what they would do or who would try to overcome them, and then just as for them to you know get the one ups. Uh, and then of course you know once Sting got in and once Goldberg got in, that's when things changed. But that that time period of before it got ridiculous, be, you know, before it got to like twenty two hundred people in the in the group. Uh, that that first, I'll say three to five people was when it was at its best because, you know, they were just five people just knocking out everybody. And then, you know, and they're like, these dudes are just so badass that you, you really can't get to them. And Hall and Nash was the perfect combination to put with a whole thing. was the original third yeah, member. That was just awesome. Yeah, that would have been something different because that I probably would have felt about Sting the way I felt about Hogan because that, that's how I thought about Sting. Like Hulk Hogan was my WWE version, Sting was my WCW, and yeah, to to see him go bad would I would I would have been mad at that too. But you know, I would have got over it. It is with you. I'm right away, franchise man. You there? You sleep? But I just wanted to share that news because I know we were talking about the other day about what happened. So wanted to let you guys know. Yeah, yeah. Again, you know, it's still confusing, uh, but it is what it is, man. Let's see what Pritchard could do. Hopefully, he, he's, he's not kissing say, Vince's ass too much. And hey, Vince, we should bring back the brother love character on TV. Don't put on a red paint just to come out. Hey, that's the Undertaker's first manager. Okay? Show some respect. Right. <laughs> I mean, brother love. I yeah, yeah. I hated brother. <laughs> I hated I hated brother love, man. Oh my god, <laughs> brothers and sisters, Hell. I love you. Like, oh, my, shut up, man. Like, oh, I, oh, yeah, man, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm man, sorry. Stop bringing back up man. memories, man. We're go gonna be talking all night. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, what ladies up? and gentlemen, as always, it's an honor and it's a privilege to wrap this show up, my brothers. As always, I'm the 26 year old piece of gold. He's flawless, he's too cold.
Peace. You know.